Hello and welcome to another episode of Save the Track Bike Sprints. I'm super excited for today's episode. I have Doug Gordon from Modern Market Racing, and we talk about the Modern Market Crit, which is a sanctioned fixed gear crit race that happens here in Denver, Colorado, which is where I'm based out of. Um, technically, the race happens in Aurora, but I'm just going to say Denver because it's close enough. I'm really excited to share this episode because I really want people to come out to this race. I really want to get the word out. Scott Piercefield from State Bicycles won last year. So, yeah, I just want to get more people out. It's a rad race. The course is awesome. And the organizers were just so stoked to have the fixed gear riders there that getting the word out was like really important to me. So, Hopefully you guys can uh, come out. If you're in the Denver area, definitely come out. If you want to travel out, do it. It's fun. Denver's a rad place to ride a bike. Uh, Let's get to the interview. Oh, you weren't? Oh, Oh, there we go. Now we're recording. (laughs) So so tell me the story about... uh, the crit. The crit. So we started this with an idea a couple of years ago about how can we reinvigorate and make something different and fun on the traditional bike racing scene. And I'm a big fan of new courses, new venues, mm-hmm. and, and new racing styles. Um, because, you know, the fact is, is that fewer people are actually racing their bikes. More people are riding. But with venues disappearing where we can actually, you know, pin on a number and go as absolutely fast as we possibly go without getting in trouble, um, it's kind of, you know, it's more invigorating. It's a better deal to just kick something forward. So we started thinking about it, and we had this, uh, one of our teammates is a police officer for the city of Aurora, and he said, you know, we have this great training track that's got a skid pad on it, and it's a one-kilometer loop, and, man, we ought to run a bike race out there. And so... We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we went out and rode it one one Saturday. And uh, it's kind of on the side of a hill a little bit. It's got just a small elevation change. But it's got this hairpin turn in it. And so we, we loved the course. And we said, okay, we got to figure it out. And the city of Aurora, the, the well, the Aurora Police Department, was thrilled to have a bike race out on this track. They're like, yeah, we love it. They actually gave us the venue for free for the first year. And we'll have to probably pay for it this year. But, uh, so was last year the first year of that course? Last year was the first year okay. of that course, yeah. I was at it. It was a really cool course. It's it's fun. And, and I remember, because uh, a lot of the fixed gear racers, I don't remember who it was, but you know, some of the, the organizers, or I don't know if it was you or not, but uh, <laughs> um, came up and they were like, oh, should we take out this hairpin? And they're like, no, that makes the race. <laughs> exactly. We were we were petrified yeah. that we were going to make a mistake and... and get somebody hurt for one but also just give somebody a a not great racing experience yeah our team sponsored by modern market restaurants Mm -hmm. um you know we're all about giving a super high customer service experience so we have a time trial that goes on uh, in fact we're doing it a double day deal this year we're having Mm -hmm. saturday cinco de mayo is our time trial and then sunday is the intergalactic single speed championships nice so um so uh, when we're done at the time trial, for instance, we give everybody uh, an ice-cold uh, towel to wipe off their face and their stuff. As they're finishing, you know, 100 meters past the finish line, they're throwing an ice towel on their neck. That's nice. It's really <laughs> nice. And, you know, at the, at the 
single speed, the fixed year championships, we had a bunch of uh, guys that we had never met before, never seen them, and they were kind of sort of setting up sort of their tents on, on the infield and stuff. And, and we realized they didn't have, you know, bike racks and different things. And so we grabbed some extra equipment that we had and ran it down to where everybody was hanging out. We set up the bike rack A-frame for them so they didn't have to lay their bikes on the ground. And we're like, dude, here you go. And, and it was it was just a ton of fun. Yeah. And, uh, I know and, from just hearing from the, the fixed gear athletes uh, as well that everybody was, like, really thankful for the experience just because it was so accommodating. Mm-hmm. And everybody was so cool and... And I remember even hearing some of the people on the modern market team, like when they were cornering around the hairpin, I've actually told this story on the podcast before, but I remember some of the guys were like, we need to show our guys how to corner like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that was a, it was a beautiful race to watch. Yeah. I went up um, to the hairpin turn and watched the most fluid racers Mm -hmm. pick beautiful lines going through. Yeah. I think with a, a fixed gear bike, it's so unforgiving yeah that you have to have above average bike handling skills mm-hmm. whereas with a traditional bike you can cheat things yeah you know so i actually secure. had a guy on my podcast uh i released his episode today he runs a website called fixgearcrit.com hmm. and he races a lot of road crits and stuff for training and stuff but he just loves fixed gear so uh-huh. he recently got into that okay but he was saying that in cornering that Whenever he races road, that he sees those corners as more of an obstacle, whereas on a fixed gear bike, you see it as more of an opportunity yeah. to like you attack to right hit out of somebody. there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're totally. not gonna like slam on the brakes after mm-hmm. you sprint to the corner. Right, you're trying to figure out how to get out of the corner as fast as you can. Right, right. <laughs> and it's all about that fluid line, like you were talking about. Totally. Yeah. So I race cyclocross also. Yeah. Um, and I went to a clinic with Jeremy Powers and. Uh, one of the things that was so counterintuitive was they talked about racing a, a hairpin turn or a U-turn, mm-hmm. taking the long way around rather than going outside, inside to the apex, and then outside again. And the reason was is that you could mo- you could maintain a little bit more speed. It was mm-hmm. longer, but you didn't have to drill it to, to get back up to speed to the same degree. So yeah. after doing 30 of those in a race, you had more in the tank, and, and you were able to keep a higher average speed. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was it was really fun to watch at our crit the, the fixed gear people kind of just go smooth and shape that corner yeah. around, but uh, you know it also has a, a downhill that mm-hmm. goes to a right turn a ninety degree right turn yeah and that thing is fast I yeah mean. <laughs> so I, I think it's kind of a challenge I'm not sure how I would personally select a gear you know because you've got slow speeds with the, the hairpin mm-hmm. and slow speeds with a little bit of the climb and then you're going fast you know so what's the history of who puts on the race? Yeah. Uh, what's the history behind that? I uh, used to be on a large team here in Denver, and many, I don't know, seven or eight years ago or something like that, uh, I started my own team. And uh, we were sponsored by Rocky Mountain Health Plans to start, and okay. then my company, GR Capital, we put together partnerships and buy apartment buildings. I, I sponsored the team for a few years. And then we struck up the partnership with Modern Market. And, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, and, and so they're a wonderful sponsor that, you know, is totally committed to healthy lifestyles mm-hmm. and bringing good, clean food uh, to, to as many people as possible. So yeah. we, um, we partnered with them because that just fits with the cycling community so well. So we uh, uh, partnered with them, and we've always held uh, a time trial on Hess Road, which is Castle Pines Parkway and I-25 down south. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we added this. This is our second race to produce last year, 
and it was our first I've, I've produced many different types of races over the years with other teams and stuff but this was our first uh, crit to do and I think it turned out really well um, and we're always about trying to make it an over-the-top experience so like the time trial for instance we give away a little over five thousand dollars worth of cash um, it is Colorado's richest time trial and uh, nobody else is doing those kind of things uh, then for the crit, because it, especially because it was our first year, we weren't really sure what to do with uh, prizes. We were, we were very careful. And as it turned out, we lost, I think, about three grand on the race this last year. But, you know, it's, it's, if we can just get it to break even, that's all we care about. So, you know, having more opportunities to race in different places is just fun. And so Lone Tree Brewing is our sponsor for beer. And, you know, we gave away uh, everybody that made the podium got a bunch of beer to go home. Um, Unfortunately, we're not allowed to drink at the at the facility. But if we see it, we probably wouldn't notice that anybody had a red solo cup, I guess. So, <laughs> but it, uh, so that's that's more or less the history. It's kind of a newer event. Our goal is to get it to just break even. Um, I think we had 250-ish racers last year. If we get the, the the weather to cooperate, which it should, and we can get the the word out there, I think we can hit 350 or 400 this year. Everybody that raced it in the regular races or the fixed crit um, were all very uh, happy and pleased with the course and pleased with the production that we did, and they all had a, a fun time. Um, so I think we're going to try and figure out you know, how to make it a little bit better this year. Yeah, I think that's all you can really do. Oh, huh? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every year, just improve on it and improve on it. And last yeah. year, like I wouldn't have guessed that that was the first year. So Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, I think that that's a testament to what y'all are doing well we're all racers you yeah. know we all have real jobs and yeah. we, re- we recognize that we're never going to make a living at this uh but it's our, our one of our few outlets that we have and so we go to these yeah. races and we think okay what would i want at these races well these these races you know they don't have enough porta potties or it, just silly little things like that mm-hmm. and so because we've all been racing for you know most of us have been racing for well over a decade we kind of know what is a good thing to do, so we just said, okay, if we're gonna we're gonna host a really cool event, what are we gonna do? And we said, all right, well, we want cool prizes. So we, everybody in the fixed gear, the you know, it's the I got tired of listening to this regional championships thing, which is a legit race, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it's it's the, we have the state championships, we have the regional championships, and then we have the national championships. And I thought, you know. I kind of want to be different and better than that. So we called ourselves the Intergalactic Fixed Gear go. Championships. <laughs> so we got uh, Buzz Lightyear swords and, and Star Wars stuff. And nice. everybody everybody went home with probably $100 worth of toys on each step on the podium. That's amazing. It was funny as hell. We had a great time. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was a fun race. I'm excited to see this year's. What are you excited about in 2018? There we go. I think we're going to kind of rubber stamp what we did last year. Yeah. Um, we learned, you know, a lot of things behind the scenes from producing our other races. We It's not our first rodeo, so we mm-hmm. kind of had that dialed in. Um, we are going to do a few little different things registration-wise uh, that will make a little bit of a difference, but the average racer probably wouldn't even notice what we're doing. I'd yeah. like to get more vendor space. So if there are vendors that uh, you know want to get their message out to the cycling community, I would love to talk to them and have them. Uh, you know, we can partner with them to to get the word out through vendor space, through you know uh, direct marketing to to the cyclists and that sort of thing. So I think that it will be fine tuning kind of things. The race, in my opinion 
will be much more fun when we get bigger bigger numbers of people because yeah. i mean it would be just so sick to have like 50 people in the fixed crit oh yeah you know i mean that would just be and then awesome. you get to see all the tactics play out which is so fun to mm-hmm. watch and just seeing people like seeing the break and seeing you know i don't know it's it's, it's a race you know yeah it was it was good watching i mean i i gotta tell you i watched the sprint finish from the finish line and it was blown apart at the end like that and it, it was beautiful yeah i mean it was just a well scott cool who thing. won that is so fast oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now he he races across the country I was yeah. Told. yeah yeah so he races for state bicycles this year they actually got uh, they got a U23 guy mm-hmm. who's coming on from the road. Okay. And then they got a really strong women's team, and then they're going to all the red hooks, and they're doing, like, so much stuff. They're venturing into gravel racing and uh-huh. stuff as well. Okay. So they're working on, like, a carbon gravel bike. And, oh, very cool. Yeah, so it's interesting to see, like, where everything's going. We're producing and... a gravel ride. Oh, nice. In uh, June 24th up in Boulder. Nice. And it's going to leave from the Modern Market uh, store Ooh, that's, that's up there in Boulder. Idea. And then we're going to go up and over Mag and, and a bunch of the dirt stuff up. Uh, and it'll be a big climbing day and come back down. Sweet. Have lunch and beers and the whole thing there. I'll have to go do that. Yeah, that June 24. Fun. My Should friend awesome. Steve manages the Rafa store up there. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of our headquarters uh, okay. for the Jeremy Powers Clinic that I did. Nice. And that's that's a pretty cool store. I love that place. Yeah. I'm just hanging out in there and, like, uh, Travis McCabe walks in. You know, they're all out <laughs> training. And I'm like... Right. Hey guys, I know, yeah. I know you. <laughs> no, it was a it was a who's who yeah. of, of the cycling world when we were there. So there's this really funny series. So Scott, who won the fixed gear race mm-hmm. last year, uh, State Bicycles is doing a series of videos called "Riding Fixed Up Mountains with Pros." Oh my gosh! And so Scott and Phil Guyman, Phil Guyman, uh-huh. are like riding up, you know, a mountain in California, just like having this funny interview. Yeah. And like the interviews are generally like not cycling related at all. So uh, it's really funny. Okay. And then they get to the top and they're having like a cookie date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. You've got to watch it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I I'd think Scott will be that. there again this year. Okay. Uh, yeah. He was on my second episode. Good guy. Lives okay. right over here. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when does registration open? Uh, that's a great question. I think the end of this month, we, the fact of the matter is with registrations, nobody registers until like the last minute. I mean, you can look at the, (laughs) at the graph and it's, it's like not even a hockey stick. It's the flat prairie as it goes along till, (laughs) till the week before it gets a little blurb. And then literally in 48 hours, you get 75 to 90% of your registrations. So we're going to close the registration Thursday. um, Okay. So that we can assign numbers and all that. But we'll have day of registration, so there'll be plenty of opportunities for people to come. Now, the only problem could be that, you know, the capacity for safety on that course um, is up to the chief referee. And I don't know if that's 75 or 90. Um, But, look, we only had 17 last year, right? So I can't imagine that it's going to fill up. So so we should be in, in pretty good shape for most of that for day of registration, too. Nice. Yeah. And then um, when – so when is the race? It's So the race uh, is an Omnium, which I don't know uh, for the fixed gear crowd uh, would have a whole lot of excitement. But the 5th of May is that Saturday. That's our time trial. And then the 6th of May, that Sunday, is the crit. And uh, so we'll uh, start it probably a little bit before 8 in the morning with a beginner's clinic for people that have never ridden uh, or maybe just people that want to get a refresher. 
we'll have a little lecture, a little short race and, and stuff. And then the first three races of the day are all the entry-level categories. So you can do the clinic or not, but then you can show up and you can race a couple, three times if you want. And then progressively the races get a little bit faster and more experienced as the day goes on. Um, we'll have a kids race, uh, which is the, the parade lap. Uh, so you can get your kids out on their striders or their tricycles or whatever they want. That's always a lot of fun. And then uh, we will end up, I think we're going to do the same order again this year that we did last year. We put the, uh, the women, the pro women, third to last, and then we put the fixed gear second to last, and then the pro men were last. And the reason we put the pro men last is that we thought, you know, a lot of the pro men have a fixed gear bike. And if they come and race their, their crit first, and then they jump in the fixed gear crit, they may kind of tear things up. But if they have to race the fixed gear crit first, they'd probably be a little bit more conservative on how they do things. And we didn't get any complaints over that order last year, so I think we're going to kind of stick with that. Um, nice. So it should, be, it should be a fun day. So it's May 6th, Sunday, May okay. 6th. Cool. And then um, it's a USA Cycling race. It is a USA Cycling race. So, so, right, so you have to have a USA Cycling license. But if you don't have a license, it's not a problem. It's 5 bucks. So it's pretty easy to uh, get one of those. And then I think we've got a BRAC membership, and, and that's the Bicycle Racing Association of Colorado. That's the local body of USA Cycling. So there's a little membership fee for that. If you're not a member already, it's, you know, 5 bucks or whatever. It's not a whole lot of money. Um, we're trying to keep the cost all in as low as we possibly can. So uh, 30 bucks, I believe, is our... Uh, or 35, I'm sorry, $35 is our pre-reg price. And I think it's either 40 or 45 is the day of, uh, cool. plus those if you don't have the license and stuff. So registration uh, can be found. You can go to the USA Cycling and find the race. However, if you just go to modernmarketracing.com, that's our team website. And we have links there uh, for registration and the flyer that shows all of the details and that sort of thing. So the flyer's not published live yet. I actually have a meeting tonight uh, with my teammates, and they're actually finishing up the flyer today. So we should have the flyer live in the, you know, in the next week or so. Um, but it's really a pretty simple deal. You just show up, slap down some money, and see what you got. Yeah. Why should fixed gear racers come out to Colorado to do this race? Well, I think the scene out here is pretty awesome, for one. Uh, yes, I do wish that my crit course was downtown. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think that there's very many uh, closed courses that are safe. This is all very good pavement. You know, the police race on it. So um, I think that the vibe that we have here in Colorado is pretty awesome. You can come out. You can hang out. You can watch some different races while you're here. Obviously, we've got a, a great downtown vibe as well you can hang out at and, and do some seriously epic rides uh, in our mountains. And you don't even have to. That's cool about Denver is that you don't have to go that far. I mean, you can start a ride out of downtown like everybody does, mm -hmm. ride out west to Lookout Mountain. That's the famous climb that the Coors Classic went up and over, and that's also the one, the, the Pro Challenge, and, and all of these races, the, the, the big races go up and over. You can go ride that, and it's, you know, a 25-minute climb, and then you get there's spectacular, you know, views at Buffalo Bill's Grave at the top of that thing. And it's just, I don't know that there's, there's great places all across the country to race your bark, but I think we've got just something maybe a little bit extra special. And I, I would also venture to say that, you know, on any given Saturday or Sunday for Sunday Strong, I mean, you, 
you can find 20, 30 guys on fixies rolling around on group rides. I mean, I don't know where else that really happens. So I think it's a great place. Exactly. I feel you. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Come out to the race, guys. Please do. We want you. That's that's an awesome (laughs) deal. Um, Last question. Why should people that have never been to a Criterium come out and watch one? I think Criterium racing is actually the most spectator-friendly style of racing that there is because it's a closed course that's one kilometer loop, and especially our race uh, being on a slight hill we're at the bottom of the hill at the start finish, and you can sit there and watch virtually the entire race the whole time. Um, so it's a lot of action during a race. You know, you'll see the racers come by thirty times, uh, and and it's it's fun to watch. You can watch. You know, everybody thinks a lot of times, like we were talking earlier, that you know you just race your bike as hard as you can and see what happens. But the real racing is with tactics, where somebody will will jump off the front of the big group and 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 other people will chase them down and then as soon as that person gets caught somebody else jumps off the front and then they get caught and then pretty soon two or three or four people jump off and then bam they're they're gone you know and then you're watching the big group of people chase the little group of people i mean there's a lot of action um and and with a criterion you get to keep seeing it over and over and over again and you know time trials are interesting but it's one person against the clock and Road races like the Tour de France, for instance, that people have seen on on television, um, you know, that's that's great. But if you're there in person, it's a really hard deal to watch because the the, the riders come by you and then they're gone. Yeah. So and this is free. I mean, how many times or how many how many? I mean, you can go to the park and hang out and enjoy, you know, throwing a frisbee, which is an awesome, great thing. But you know, this you can come out to an actual bike race for free, hang out. Look at look at some cool things going on. Talk to the people, and and you know you're right there face to face with the racers. So you can you can look at their equipment and talk to them about it. I have almost I don't I don't know if I've ever met anybody at a race that wasn't interested in sharing what they do and and what the, why they like racing. So it's a it's just a fun deal, and you know you can get introduced to racing, and you don't have to be an expert at it to get into it. This is for all abilities, and that's what's cool about our race is that we have races from the very, very, very beginner to the very, very, very elite and everything in between. I mean, I think we've got 26 categories of races going on all day uh, in one combination or another. So you can come and play yeah, or watch. And again, one of the few sporting events where you can see elites ride for free mm-hmm. <laughs> or race, do yeah. their sport for free, yeah. which is the amazing thing about cycling and the struggle. <laughs> That's part of the problem. There's no gate entry. Uh, with with this style of racing but you know if we can just get people to come out and say you know what this looks like fun i want to try it yeah we can hook them up and get them get them to try it and come you know see all the sponsors signage so they keep funding racing exactly (laughs) supporting the people that support us exactly uh do you have any parting words before we go no i just really appreciate you helping us get the word out and people can go to modernmarketracing.com and they can find all the information on the intergalactic uh, single speed championships there and we would really uh, appreciate people coming out to race with us and we promise you you'll have a good time All right, that does it for another episode of Save the Track Bike Sprints. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for the support. Thanks to FixGearCrit.com. Thanks to O'Wheelie Bike Shop. Thanks to Doug Gordon from Modern Market Racing for coming out. 
Go check out Modern Market Racing. Get more information about the crit. Uh, yeah. The music is Slag Girl by Vitamin Pets. And this is produced and edited and hosted by me, Josh LeBure. All right, we'll see you next time.